we also join on the line by Claire Watson from the Malthouse Theatre with upcoming production Gonzo. Claire, thank you for joining us. Hi, nice to be here, thanks. Thank you. Tell us about Gonzo. How did it come about? I've been working at the Martin Youth Arts Centre for a couple of years now and we make work there with children and teenagers specifically for adult audiences. And so I guess the work that we make there is really driven by ideas, aesthetics, the politics of people who are under 18. We'd made a work the previous year with a company called Fort Outfit, the amazing director, Dina Jacobs, and she's created a version of the Back High and it really looked at teenage girls in a yeah. pornified world. Yeah. And so this is, in some ways, this is a bit of a response piece. It was taking some time to talk to the boys who are affected and hear what they had to say about the world that they live in and what their thoughts are on online pornography, which is the focus of the piece. I was about to ask you, for our listeners, what what is Gonzo? What is it about? Gonzo is... So it's a genre of pornography, and it, it originated as point-of-view photography in... Mm pornography but it's really become synonymous with some of the more violent graphic work mm. that's very broadly available now free and online it tends to be kind of the shorter sort of the three to six minute clips so there's mm. no kind of i've come to clean the pool it's just sort of straight yeah. into it no, no um, in-depth narrative yes yes very <laughs> very narrative free very narrative free and i guess that what the phrase itself has come from a style of journalism that is, again, about point of view. So Gonzo, the stage show, is looking at the point of view of teenage boys and, you know, their thoughts on pornography. It's interesting that you focus on the the boys this time around because, as you say, last time it was very much focused on sort of women in porn and and how it it affects women. Why did you decide to do it this other side? I guess I love to hear a sort of balanced argument. (laughs) That's that's partly why. And also I really just noticed... I, I mean, I've done a lot of research around the topic of internet pornography and and I guess what people are saying about its effects and there's so much written about it from neurologists and psychologists and educators but we're not actually hearing from the boys themselves so this is also an opportunity and and theatre can do that but it gives often the voiceless a really wonderful opportunity to take the stage and it means that adults who, who will often, you know, have teenage boys in their lives and maybe think of them as potentially a little bit monosyllabic, I think we'll be really thrilled to be the fly on the wall in a social context of teenage boys. And they're incredibly mm. eloquent and they're very witty and they talk to each other a lot. Mm. I find it compelling. I find it really compelling. So I'm just curious, is the actors, I suppose, are they actors or the, mm. the actual boys that you interviewed about the topic itself? Or, yeah, I'm just sort of curious it's about actually that. Very, no, that's a really good question and it's good to clarify because there's mm. four actors who are on stage in the work and then we have interviewed very widely we did t- yeah. we did it a couple of ways we had had an online survey that yeah. we sent out initially we were hoping to send that out through drama teachers and schools and right. yeah. we it, it kind of got shut down on it yeah. <laughs> um, unsurprisingly yeah yeah so that ended up just going out through social networking and essentially facebook and instagram and that and then we got a bunch of responses back and then we also had focus groups, so we just sort of mm-hmm. sat and it wasn't myself. I got somebody, I got a, a younger male interviewee to sit and chat with these young guys who are 16 to 18. Yeah. And so all of the material that is specifically about pornography comes from outside of the rehearsal room. Having said that, though, the guys who, the sort of four actors, have done heaps of improvisation and 
I'd say it's about half and half. There are improvisations from the room and mm. then text that's taken from these other interviews. So it's a bit of, yeah, mm. we blur the lines about a little bit, which is why it's, yeah, really good to ask. And when mm. you say improvisation as well, I suppose it could get well, to the point where there could be several different, each night there could be potentially something different in the show. Well, there is a final scene where we bring on a fifth cast member and the fifth cast member is a woman who works in the pornography industry and that final scene is, I mean, we have some sort of points to hit but essentially it's a pretty open conversation and, and will remain reasonably improvised which you know that's terrifying but the cast seems super comfortable with it and in a way anytime we've kind of tried to lock it down into a script it just doesn't have the same kind of electricity so i wanted to just keep it as kind of conversational and immediate as we possibly could so it will actually be different every night (laughs) the conversation around pornography now these days as it is so open and so readily available to everyone who has access to Mm. internet it's good that you're showing it from this point of view because it is a very heated discussion at the moment Mm. Yeah, and I guess the thing that I agree, it's a very heated discussion, Mm. and I feel like people are getting a little bit too dramatic about it. I feel as though in somewhat there absolutely are issues around absolutely misogyny is present in a significant amount of the work that we see Mm. online, and there are studies that do suggest that excessive use and early exposure will shift sexual practices in young people. Mm. So I feel as though there is essentially a real threat there, Mm. potentially, but I feel that the more we resist it and the, the more we talk about it as this kind of terror and evil, the more we build the shame and the yeah, more we build yeah. the taboo and therefore we can't actually do anything to change it. So the thing that I've been really enjoying about talking to the boys is just how calm they are and how yeah. relaxed they are. And I feel like that's a really good way into that conversation. Like yeah. you say, it is about removing that sort of element of shame. I know one mm. word that seems to be coming up a lot as well is why. And you want to sort of get to the bottom of why it happens because these boys have their reasons and you sort of mm. want to find, get, hear it from them and sort of get to the bottom of how it actually comes to be in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Look, and a really common story in terms of like first exposure, generally kids, you know, 16 to 18 year olds have generally seen it for the first time on a mobile device mm. at primary school. And it's been shared around peers and it's because it's funny and often they're seeing like the most, or I shouldn't say the most, but often they're seeing some pretty out there stuff. So there might be bestiality stuff Mm. or the more scatological stuff is Mm. is kind of the the work that they're seeing first because it's funny. Mm. And then the other one is that people talk about having heard about this thing, pornography, like they'll see a 60 minute interview about it and they'll Google porn mm. and then there's these lovely descriptions of the first time I saw somebody getting hit it you know really shocked me and mm. I really just went there looking for boobs <laughs> and there were these sort of like lovely <laughs> reflections of these teenagers who can kind of remember being 10 11 12 and first encountering this this world yeah. and then you kind of go I'm just going to go back to clarify I'm not yet yeah, I just want to <laughs> double check yeah uh, sorry, I was going to say, I'm actually also curious because I'm looking at the um, information page on the, mm. the Maltese Theatre thing and it's mm. it recommended for ages 18 plus, which I also find yeah. quite interesting because obviously we're looking at an age group quite, you know, specifically below 18 and obviously mm-hmm. we have adult themes. I think it's interesting because, again, the concept of pornography is directed to the ages over 18 itself and I find that quite interesting yeah. that regardless of the actors and the concept we're talking about that it's the same sort of themes regardless. It's been fascinating. We've had some like really fantastic lawyers give us heaps of advice about mm. what we can and can't show mm. a live audience. 
what we can and can't talk about and present on stage when we've got 16-year-olds on stage. Mm. And look, we live in a pretty restricted society in a lot of ways in terms of what we can do in a public context. Mm -hmm. And I think that's partly why that conversation keeps getting shut down. But anybody can pull out their phone and watch some, you know, triple X porn at the same time. (laughs) So we're we're in a a bit of a strange place, I think, culturally, and that we can can watch Game of Thrones and see some of the... Really intense scenes and the intense power dynamics and even things like incest and stuff. And that happens on, you know, free-to-air TV. And yet when we start having a conversation about something that has been called pornography... And from um, an informative point of view as well. Yeah. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Then we... Absolutely. Then then that gets really restricted. We're just being so careful to, you know, because we have 16-year-olds on stage, we're making sure we're dotting our I's and crossing our T's. And I've been... I was actually a school teacher for, like, nearly 20 years. So, Mm. um, yeah, I'm quite sensitive to that. You know all about this stuff then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I know a lot about teenage boys as well. They're so, and I love their company. Absolutely love their company. Just to finish up, what do you sort mm. of hope that the audience will get out of it? What do you sort of hope? Do you think you, you aim to sort of you are? It's, I mean, it says in the piece you leave your uh, mis- misconceptions at the door, but at the same yeah, time, you sort of it is a, it is a discussion. Yeah. Look, I think what we're trying to achieve through the work is we're really interrupting some stereotypes. So we're mm. we're if you have preconceived notions about what a teenage boy is like or what porn is or what somebody who works in porn might be like. I think all of those stereotypes will probably be interrupted for you. And what I'm really hoping is that what, even though it is an 18 plus show, I'm really hoping that parents and educators and aunties and uncles will take some sort of inspiration from the work Mm. that they can have an awkward conversation about online porn with mm. the teenagers in their lives. Because I think that's really important. I think sex education in this country and many countries around the world is really lacking and yeah. doing our kids a disservice and it's adults generally have to sort of step up, I think, to, to help yeah. some kids with that information. Yeah, it's a lot of taboo and censorship and I, I definitely know um, that I'm going to be bringing my mum along. So if you hear, awesome. if you hear an old lady <laughs> scream and run... It's her. Okay. <laughs> it's me. I'll keep an eye out. Okay, great. <laughs> we could talk for hours about this, Claire, but I'm afraid we do have to wrap it up. But thank you for coming on and telling us about Gonzo. Just remind us once again pleasure. where and when it can be heard. It's going to be on at Malthouse Theatre, and it's a co-pro between Malthouse and St Martin's Youth Arts Centre. Mm. begins on the 22nd and runs through to the 1st of October at 7 o'clock each night. Fantastic. Cool. Thanks for joining us, Claire. Thank Good luck with the much. show. We look forward to thank seeing you. Thank you. Okay, see you then. Bye.